0: All right, so now we uh, we heard on uh, earlier in the week in the story by Amanda Condley, national online journalist, politics for Golden News. I'll just read a little bit of the story. The Canadian immigration system is not flexible enough to handle the influx of irregular migrants that began in early 2017, according to the country's Auditor General. A lack of information sharing and use of outdated technologies by the three federal bodies responsible for processing asylum claims has compounded the problem, leaving those agencies unable to process claims in the required time frames, according to the spring report by the Auditor General. Quote, overall, we found that Canada's refugee determination system was not equipped to process claims according to the required timelines, wrote Auditor General Sylvain Ricard. And then another quote, since the system was not flexible enough to respond in a timely way to higher claim volumes, the 2017 surge of asylum seekers led to a backlog and increased wait times for refugee protection." Decisions. Since early 2017, roughly 40,000 migrants have crossed the border irregularly from the United States into Quebec. Why are we using that term irregularly, by the way? is not just something that Justin Trudeau made up one day. I, I, th- I, th- I think that actually happened, that Mr. Trudeau made up the term irregular. Michelle Rempel joins us. She's the shadow minister for citizenship and immigration with the Conservative Party of Canada. Michelle, hi. Is that something that, am I right about that?
1: So, so this refers to, excuse me, people illegally crossing the border from the United States into Canada. Well, I, get, so, I get
0: that, but isn't that something yeah. that Mr. Trudeau made up that term, irregular?
1: He's used both, um, and, and I guess it's just frustrating for me because the, the act of entering Canada at a non-official point of entry is illegal. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so it, it, we need to move past terminology because what was outlined and into solutions, because what was outlined in the Auditor General report this week was
0: pretty No, no I get that. But if the, if the term illegal disappears and is replaced with irregular, that just makes the, that just, that just c- confuses the reality. But let's talk about this. The Auditor General mm-hmm. says the refugee system is not equipped to handle and process the influx of illegal border crossers, and that was already evident in 2017.
1: Absolutely. The reality is is that our system, especially after our former Conservative government under uh, Stephen Harper and Jason Kenney, cleared a lot of the backlogs that were in the refugee uh, determination process. The Auditor General's report itself says that the system was equipped to design uh, or, or to handle the typical types of volumes that we get in Canada on a year-to-year basis. Now, you know, if you had somebody from, let's say, the new Democratic Party on your show right now, they'd say, well, this is just the new reality, we have to manage this. And I just reject that because there have been two things that have placed this burden on our system in the last two years. The first was hashtag welcome to Canada, the, people, uh, the surge of people illegally entering Canada and then claiming asylum after having reached the U.S. The second thing is lifting country er, visa requirements on countries like Mexico without a formal plan in place to prevent bogus asylum claims. So both of those decisions that Justin Trudeau made and then did nothing to either monitor or reverse have left our refugee determination system, so the immigration and refugee board severely backlogged to the point where um, anybody who's illegally entering Canada today and then claiming asylum after having been in the U.S. can expect, um, you know, a years-long wait time, like anywhere from two to five years to have their claim heard, and in the meantime, draw benefits. And I just don't think that that's the way that our asylum system was supposed to work, and it's wrong.
0: I understand 9,400 migrants have entered Canada from the United States already this year. Now, we've had two years to address this, to fix it. To, to work on it, and we still have all the agencies working without data technology, and as you say, the situation's only getting worse. And once once the summer's here, it will likely only continue to uh, increasingly get worse.
1: Exactly, and the the talking points the liberals used this week uh, to respond to the liberal uh, or to the auditor general's report was uh, well, we we need to throw more money at the situation, um, and the auditor general office themselves said, that's not going to fix it. We really have to uh, have a conversation right now about who we are allowing into the country under this stream of entry and ensure that we're prioritizing things accordingly. And to me, um, again, this is why the Liberals have an onus to close the loophole in the safe third country agreement with the Americans. You and I have chatted about this many times. They still have done nothing to advance that particular issue because we need to decrease the demand on the system from people who are not, are not fleeing persecution, and then ensure that if people want to come to Canada and they're low-skilled economic migrants, that they're applying to the, country, to the country through the process that everyone else who wants to come into the country legally has to go through. You know borders exist for a reason. They exist so that we can select who comes into the country and under what circumstances and to ensure that people integrate into Canada's social and economic fabric. And that's the the Auditor General's report this week shows that that's not happening under Justin Trudeau.
0: So now if if you were the Citizenship and Immigration Minister, and you're facing this report by the Auditor General, and let's say you inherited the last two years of this reality, what do you do to address it? How do you, how do you, how do you start to turn the thing around and fix it?
1: Sure. Well, step number one is getting on the phone with the Americans. Um, and again, uh, regardless of how anybody feels about the current American administration, the United States is an ally I mean, putting it mildly, um, and I believe that the American government does want to have a conversation about ensuring that our asylum systems aren't abused, because I can't imagine that they are happy about the fact that we saw a large cohort of people coming from countries like Nigeria buying visas into the U.S. to subsequently get on a bus to go to Roxham Road. Like, this is a conversation that needs to happen. It has not happened because I don't think this, I'm putting this wildly, I don't think the Trudeau government has the best relationship with the United States right now, number one. Number two, I think that we have to... Also look uh, and have conversations about the other demands on the system that I talked about earlier. The fact that um, I I saw some data that really startled me. Um, We've seen a huge spike in asylum claims from Mexico. Um, after Trudeau lifted the visa requirement from that country. There's a couple of other countries that are problematic in this regard too. We need to have conversations, uh, to put it mildly, to rectify that problem. That would be something we would do right away. And as I've outlined on your show before, I believe that there are measures in place uh, that we have within our own legislative toolkit that we can use to um, enforce the safe third country agreement uh, within our own sovereign rights as a country. And um, I also think that, you know, I raised this in the House in question period this week, we, the Auditor General's report, if you do the math on it, um, you know, should we form government in the fall, a Conservative government would likely inherit about 100,000 case backlog in the IRB, uh, and we're really going to have to work um to to clear that backlog quickly uh, because that long delay in the system is a pull to Canada to abuse our asylum system, right? Because if you know, if somebody knows that they can stay in Canada for a long period of time without their claim being heard, um, especially with our generous social welfare system, two things happen. First of all, people it, the system becomes more prone to abuse, and it also prevents Canada from leveraging the asylum system as it was supposed to be used, mm-hmm. which is to help the world's most vulnerable. Well, you and I both know
0: that, cool. that online there are instructions or websites that tell you how to take advantage of the system, the Canadian system.
1: Absolutely. And uh, you know as legislators, it's incumbent upon us uh, both to protect the world's most vulnerable but also to protect the Canadian taxpayer and our pluralism because we can't protect our pluralism if we aren't managing to integration, you know language acquisition, uh, self-sufficiency in our immigration plans, if we're allowing our system to be abused.
0: Well, there's a reason um, there's a reason for the safe third country agreement. We absolutely. have to remember that. There's a reason for it.
1: Absolutely. And Justin Trudeau himself, like, he, he tries to have it both ways, Roy. Like, he'll stand up in the House of Commons and say, the safe third country agreement still applies. The U.S. is a safe country, but then yet won't enforce it Um uh, in in its spirit across the entire length of the Canadian border. And worse, I believe that, you know, Trudeau is guilty of cheapening the term racism um, and and, and un-Canadian by suggesting that having a conversation on how to prevent the abuse of our asylum system uh, is one of those two things, which it's not. So, um, you know, the question you ask is very valid. What will we do to fix it? Uh, you know, we've released a comprehensive plan uh, with regard to immigration policy that I've, you know, announced, re-announced. Uh, and I, I feel very comfortable that uh, we're in a position that uh, we could correct a lot of Well, yeah, state, this has to be,
0: Michelle. This has to be a really significant election issue. This is not something that can just be pushed to the side by you know the d- usual daily news releases that take over the conversation during a campaign and abs- mean absolutely nothing to the long term. We got we I got agree. sidetracked with pointless debates that last for twenty-four to forty-eight hours. These are the key issues that have to be addressed because they affect people who need. Canada, people who are genuine refugees, and it, it affects everyone who's here. It affects our, our sovereignty and our borders. I thank you for the time. It's good talking to you. Thank you. Always. Thank Take you. Care. Michelle Remple. She's the shadow minister for the Conservative Party for citizenship and immigration. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites.